We are Vic Fellowship, and Vic stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on PRN. FM or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. I know last week I had mentioned we were going to give some solutions, but since last week, uh, Dr. True, who was on, has sent me and blessed me with his DVD presentation he did on March 21st and again on March 23rd, and I've watched it twice. Can't get enough of it. I have the slides and everything. So I am welcoming Dr. True to continue what he started last week. Are you on, Dr. True? I am here, Renee. Thanks for having me on again. It's always I'm blessed and privileged to do that. So yes, where do we I am just... where do we where do you want to jump in this today? Well, I didn't I didn't hear last week's again. I was gonna re-listen to it, but I haven't had time. I think we only based on what you showed on the DVD, we pretty much only covered the cellular terrain versus the the germ theory, Antoine Bichamp and Louis Pasteur's thingy. Uh, so I just, I want you just to do your presentation. I mean, I have the slides pulled up. I can, uh, read them for you, whatever you want. I just think this information true. And I know, you know, is so important to get out to people. So let's just, you know, if we have to do this over several weeks, let's get through it all. Okay. Well, I, I like to, to, to focus on solutions to the problem. And I've uh, sent out to all of my listeners on my radio show, the story behind the story. I've been privileged to interview Pastor James Coates from uh, Al uh, Edmonton, Alberta, the pastor of Grace Life Church, the senior pastor up there. I've also been so privileged to, to interview some of his his uh, brothers in arms, if you want to call them that, uh, other pastors like Tobias Thiessen and uh, Pastor Thomas from Quebec, because what's happening up in Canada is really on the way here, unless we wake up quickly. I mean, I, I got to tell you. So the, the, the overarching problem in Canada is, is keeping people from worshiping God in, by the dictates of their own conscience. Now, why do I say this is important? Well, it goes back to, to a, a, two words. It's called medical tyranny, okay? Even if, and I stress if, even if we are in imminent danger of death from an uncontrollable virus, the government still has no responsibility, ultimately, to tell everybody what they must do. They can give guidelines. Guidelines are wonderful for government. That's why, if you look at the charter for why we have health departments in the first place, Renee, is to basically, again, give education, to give information, to give science, if you will, but let the people govern themselves. This is what people are, are missing. We, have, we as a society have kind of taken a back step and said, oh, I guess I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I don't have the time to be educated. I'm going to rely on these governmental bodies, these unelected bureaucrats, the health departments, to tell me what I need to do. And I'm going to follow them without questioning. That's right. That is That's right. I watched that video you sent, and it's all about control. I mean, because uh, ultimately they want to force vaccinate everyone. But I think, you know, I want to focus on what you showed in that presentation, because many listeners that either hear it now live or go back on the website later and download it, they need to know this information. I mean, you put it all together so eloquently, and I just think it needs to be aired so people can video, you know, uh, download it and spread it out to people. That's where, that's where I'm heading with this, okay? So the very first slide, notice that the very first slide and the very last slide, it's a direct mm -hmm. quote from Benjamin Rush, MD. In my, in my live presentation, ladies and gentlemen, I explain who Benjamin Rush was. And, and he's probably one of the unsung heroes of the American Revolution, and really a true patriot. Let me give you a, a quick bi uh, background, by uh, history of a bio of Benjamin Rush. In 1753, Benjamin Rush exhibited a very uh, uh, exceptional 
faculty, a mental faculty. So there was a number of patriots, including Benjamin Franklin, who put, put some money together and got Benjamin Rush into medical school at Oxford in England. This is 1753. So he was trained as a medical doctor based on all of the the most up-to-date at the time, you know, medical information. What concerned Benjamin Rush in his, in his private letters and writings, when he graduated and finished up with Oxford and became a medical doctor at the time, he became fully aware of the House of Rothschild, the, really the power behind the throne of King George. He knew that they their underpinnings that they wanted to become basically even control the king, that the the knowledge of and, and the fear they could they wanted to instill in the people. This is back in 1753 to 1755. Was to basically control them. This was in the papers of Dr. Benjamin Rush, Renee. So. Benjamin Rush came back, became very much involved as a patriot because, again, it's all about freedom. It's all about autonomy, people, take, people taking control of their body for, with their inalienable rights of life, which is what we're talking about here, liberty, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So this is all what was in, in, embodied in the Declaration of Independence. If you look at Declaration of Independence, you have – there, Benjamin Rush's name is right down there below John Han, John, uh, John Hancock. Mm. He was one of the signers of the of the Declaration of Independence. But this slide, the first very first slide, and the one I end with, is this quote, and I and I'll quote Benjamin Rush here directly. He said, "Unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution," and he wrote this as they were drafting the Constitution and and, uh, and the amendments to the Constitution following the Revolutionary mm. War. He said, unless we put medical freedom in the Constitution, the time will come, the time will come when medicine will organize an undercover dictatorship. Now, is not that's what's happening right now. There is an exactly. undercover, hidden dictatorship, medical tyranny. Okay? Mm -hmm. So his whole, whole – uh, Dr. Rush's whole philosophy is to – we don't need to restrict the art of healing, he writes, to any one class of men and deny equal privilege thereto to others. To do so will be to constitute the Bastille of medical science. Now, what do you mean by Bastille? As I gave this presentation, a lot of people asked, what does that mean? Well, again, they don't study history. The Bastille at the time, both in England and France and the United States, the Bastille was this infamous prison. If you just go and watch the, the Count of Monte Cristo movie, it's based on, on a historical fact. People that became politically embarrassing, if, they, you know, if there was some threat to the nobility, the, the yard arms, the, the people, the policemen, the secret police would come and arrest them without trial, without due process. And they'd find themselves hopelessly locked away in the Bastille, this, this big prison complex there in France. And you very seldom, rarely, if ever got out of that alive. They just put you away there and forgot about it, and you died there. The Count of Monte Cristo is a classic example of what happens unjustly. You're put away and forgotten. So he, he predicts, Benjamin Rust pre predicts that in the future, this will become a Bastille, where you become, if you step, if you step outside the box and challenge the authority, you they will want to lock you away, whatever you want to call it, Bastille, or a FEMA re-education camp, or a quarantine camp, all the same thing. Now follow me. Benjamin Rush says all such laws are un-American and despotic, and have no place in a republic. The Constitution of this Republic should make special privilege for, for medical freedom as well as religious freedom. And we said that because the, the big thing pushing our founding fathers and the drafters of our Bill of Rights 
was the number one amendment was what? Freedom of peaceable assembly. They're referring to religious assembly. The reason why I brought out what's happening in Canada is because even that is being is being discarded and tramped upon in Grace Life Church. It's a huge story up there. It's a huge story. Because, you know, what's really amazing is Canada have even stronger separation of church and state laws than the U.S., but the laws mean nothing anymore up there. You realize that it's a felony for a policeman or a government government official to interfere with a pastor in his ministry? It's in the books, but it doesn't seem to matter. They're locking down this, this rather large Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Alberta, and it's become a national, international event. It's a rallying cry. For those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, this is what's really happening, will happen in America if we don't wake up quickly, okay? So I just challenge, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very good, good friends with Pastor Coates. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've talked with him a number of times. On February 14th, Sunday, he gave a sermon which he knew was going to be explosive because he basically called uh, on his, all of his social media and all, everybody that would listen that there was a time to peacefully protest and say, government, you, you can't stop us from worshiping God. It's, and we, we'll rebel against that. And that's the message of, of Benjamin Russ. It's my message. It's why I did this whole PowerPoint to begin with. Okay. We need to understand what's happening in America, that these health departments are just parroting what Fauci and the, and the CDC, and worse, what the WHO, this Dr. Tedros, is declaring to be factual. They're just parroting it, and nobody is questioning the rhetoric. And that's what's dangerous. That is the danger, not a virus. I can't say that strongly enough. Okay? So, yeah, the the PowerPoint presentation shows how we got here, all right? And if you don't understand how we got to this point, it's really going to be difficult to get out of it. All right? So I give I give solutions. Uh, I, one of the PowerPoint slides is the first. I... I out, you know, I shine the light on Michael Okerlund Levitt, who I've watched. I mean, since 1990, I've been watching this Utah native uh, who actually went and grew up in the in the town of Cedar City, Utah, where I went to college, and and I know the man. I know the man's family very, very well, and their connections to China and the communist agenda should concern everybody. Because Michael Levitt, as being tabbed by and George W. Bush's Health and Human Services director, Michael Levitt was the one who spearheaded and brought in, into play into, into, first of all, the United States, individual states, something called the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. Back yeah, I remember that one all too well. This was years ago when I had my nonprofit. I actually have it in my storage through the whole entire uh, Model State Emergency Health Powers Act document. So this is something that they've been planning, like you said, and, and also fear. I mean, we're going to do this show hopefully the next couple of weeks to cover your, your presentation in detail. But I just want to share my history as well. Like you said in the slide before, they use fear to get us to move, which is the enemy's greatest tool instead of power, love, and sound mind. They told me my baby girl would die if I didn't vaccinate her. They tell people we work with today they will die if they don't get chemotherapy and radiation. That's how they control us is by keeping us in that state of fear. That's huge, huge. And uh, this Model State Emergency Health Powers Act, go ahead. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, when you see this on the media, the nightly news, I mean, constantly, the state of the vaccination, how many people, when will this be available? And so they, they just... Again, the underlying thing is get the vaccine because if you don't, I'm afraid I might get sick and die. That's the whole brainwashing technique, and fear is a, is a powerful motivator. Fear replaces reason, always. 
What do you think they call it? A pandemic. The root word is panic. Unreasonable, unbridled fear is a definition of panic. And it, the root word of it, by the way, is the word pan, which in the Roman pantheon of gods is the is the god of fear. That's who drives yep. fear. I mean, folks, if, if you don't see that this is this is a very dark satanic agenda, you better see it. You really have to see it. Otherwise, and after they listen to this whole presentation, true, if they don't understand it, then they just need to put their head in the sand and and go to sleep, you know, die because it, it's it's so transparent. And you did such a wonderful job. That's why I've watched it twice already, showing the history that everybody needs to know. You're you're a researcher. I'm not a researcher. You 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 really did great work, and I want this to be recorded and like I said, so people can share it all across the world to hopefully slow it down or stop it or whatever you know, Father's plan is but continue i'm sorry oh no all was good the model state emergency health powers act i remember doing radio show after radio show after radio show back in 2007 at the height of this bird flu pandemic mm -hmm. nonsense remember that because yeah. this is this really got the fear of the bird flu and all of the federal funds being spent and china okay oh we gotta we gotta test all these migratory ducks and geese I remember this so very well. It's being so asinine and ludicrous. But what really I thought, well, people are smart enough to figure this out. Is you can't really, you can't have a bird virus jump into human infect humans any more than a parvo dog virus can make humans sick. But they don't tell you the fact. They just it's like in fear base. So Levitt was very very instrumental. And I would call, on my radio shows, I call the Model State Emergency Hell Powers Act. <laughs> and we so knew I back when I had my nonprofit, because we were just moms on a mission, lions protecting our cubs, and we knew they were going to implement this eventually. So here it is. I mean, they, they, they're, they're going to implement it, no question. Well, see, how we did it was quite amazing. As you look, now we had all of these literally unlimited billions of dollars of health and human services, the whole federal government and the and the Federal Reserve printing trust behind him. So no so there's no limit to the amount of money to be spent. And so they basically came in and gave all this federal money available to the state governors to have a health powers epidemiologist uh, office to <laughs> to basically lockstep and control, not if, but when the inevitable pandemic would would be declared. See? So it was like the stage was set in 2007. All mm -hmm. of this, I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars given to the states to have, have this whole uh, infrastructure of health department and epidemiologists ready to go. And now keep in mind, they're not elected. There's no election process here. These are just basically another level of bureaucracy that nobody voted for. But the governors of each state and the state legislatures, well, not a bad idea to protect the people from any infectious disease states, okay? Why not? And if it's federal funded, we'll have billions of dollars available. And that brings us to the next point. Not in the in the presentation per se, but the CARES Act. I doubt many people listening to this this broadcast today, Renee, understand what really got, went into this modern 2020 CARES Act, because the CARES Act is what really put legs and power, if you will, into the Model Emergency State Health Powers Act and the state epidemiologists and health departments. The CARES Act, you see, for every positive PCR test, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars per positive test came to the state with no strings attached, no restrictions. Now, do the math. I know for a fact the city of Utah, I've, I mean, the state auditor, uh, and I've presented this to the state county commissioners here in my local county. I said, look. Here's the CARES Act. Here's the situation. 
$93,000 per positive PCR test. Mm. As, as of now, do the math. We have 3.2 million residents of Utah. There's been over 2.4 million positive PCR tests. Many of them, many people have tested positive multiple times. It doesn't matter. Every positive test gets $93,000. Do the math. Billions, just, just to Utah. And every state. Now, this is a financial incentive for the governors and the state legislators to say, oh, wow, this is a real nice little pork barrel, nice little gravy train. That's the problem. And who knows how many governors and state legislators and health department officials are putting away huge amounts of money in the Swiss bank accounts over this. Mm -hmm. You see the problem? It's bias. It's mad. And that has to be addressed and exposed. This is why I'm talking to you on the radio about it today. So Mm -hmm. you you see with the Model Emergency State House Health Powers Act, gave them the infrastructure to make this happen. Then they passed the CARES Act in early February, March. You know, how in the world you just don't go and write this CARES Act up. It's, it takes months to have it ready to go. They had it all in the wings waiting to go okay, to have this money transferred. Now, follow the same blockchain if you want to call it that, into the international arena. And thank you, Michael Levitt. You know, I mean, I want to hold a grand jury and indict this guy, really. I hope all, all, all is clear that he gets indicted for crimes against humanity and absolutely uh, has, a tre- has charges of treason, because that's what I call it, sheer treason. Not only in America, but our provinces to the north, the Canadians, under Trudeau. Oh, my goodness, W. Bush and, and Levitt got all this established in Trudeau's government as well. And then he, and he went to the U.K. and to Germany and to all NATO. This is where it all began, this guy. I'm telling you. I've traced him and, and, done it, and followed this, and I'm saying, wow, okay, uh, it never happened with the bird flu because it was ridiculous. And so when I see all this rhetoric coming out from Event 201 and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, I'm confident, Renee, I really am, back in January and February, oh, I'm confident that we the people will see through it like just like the bird flu. It'll fizzle. It'll go away. Nice try, but we love our freedoms. We love our republic. We love our civil rights too much. Let this go. But I... I didn't take into account the power of social media, the power of the media in general, the power of the news. I, I mean, as, as a student of World War II and seeing how in the world a miscreant like Adolf Hitler and Joseph Goebbels, I mean, these are miscreants. A Christian country allows this devil to gain power. How? Because of the power of the media. Goebbels at the blueprint, tell a lie often enough and forcibly enough that people will begin to embrace it as truth and will also begin to defend it. See? Tell the lie often enough. And that's exactly what's happening. Exactly. Oh. The media's never been like they are today. I mean, it's never been where they just throw it in their face like they do. And, and of course, you. I mean, like you've been teaching forever since I've known you, they've been trying even with all the other viruses, they've been working until they perfected it. And now the number one tool they're using with all these dumbed down flu shot taking people um, is is just shoving it down their throat. It's, it's unbelievable to me how, how dumbed down people are. Exactly. Well, again, they they have got people so confused, and you know, really, and I'm I'm on a podium of this as much as I I can as well. The moral compass of America has always been, historically at least, always been the clergy, Americans' churches. I mean, it really doesn't matter if you're 
a Jewish in a synagogue or a, a Presbyterian or a Methodist or a Mormon, really, the, the underlying thing is they, they all really want religious freedom. They want to unite and and guarantee each other's civil rights. We may we may have doctrinal dis you know problems. We may not agree here or there. But the bottom line in the clergy, the vast majority of Americans believe in God, and God gave everybody, every man, woman, and child, basic inalienable rights. God gives us those blessings, those rights. Government does not give them to us. Those That's are right. God ordained, not given. All right. That's so right. we can all unify. We may have differences of, of of opinion on on dogma and concepts, but the underlying thing that unites us is that that we are all children of God under a loving God, and we have rights given to us by God. Now, what's happened here is the clergy have ignored all this too. They have they've all come and for and again it goes back to money. It's about 501c3 government licensing. See, whenever they, whenever any 501c3 church, whether it's United Methodist or Southern Baptist or even Roman Catholic, for that matter, if they come out against it, boy, the the government will come down and just lock down and and basically shutter the church up because they're licensed by the the IRS, for heaven's sake. That's right. Now this is that's what, right. This is what, wow, our our clergy has been silenced mm-hmm. on this whole thing. Now, like Pastor Coates, I keep going back to what he because I had discussions with him and his, and other pastors up there, and when they started, you know, when this whole thing came down and all the computer models from the Royal Institute and Neil Ferguson came down in in February, oh, we got to have these lockdown measures. We got to have the mask mandates. If you don't, here's the death toll. As much as 5% death projections, okay, of people. And that's, who wants to, to see that happen, you know? Uh, they, 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 they mirrored exactly the 1918 death tolls, okay? Yep. So that's, like you said, that's the fear. That's the club of fear that they're wielding. And so the governors, for the most part, Wow, um, this this has got to be right. It's coming from Atlanta, Georgia, and the Centers for Disease Control. I'm not a doctor. You know, you know, there are not medical doctors in government. We'll rely on the doctors in the health department who are getting their pay from the Emergency Health Powers Act. You see how it's all – it's, it's quite ingenious. Yeah. So, so – so what happens? The governors, the elected officials, who aren't really bad men and women, even though they may be liberal, they're still our, our fellow Americans that, that love liberty, right? I hope so. You see, but they've just taken a back seat and they've listened to the propaganda from the CDC, which again goes into social media, Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, and they censor anything that talks about it, you know, questioning it. Any questioning of that is 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 labeled conspiracy theory and dismissed. That's what's happened, and it's ongoing, continuously happening. All right? So what's the wake-up call? Well, I submit Grace Life Church, where the government of Alberta, uh, Jason Kenney's government, came in with – I mean, hundreds of policemen blockading this church. And Pastor Coates gave a, an impassioned plea to his, to his congregants and all people listening. He says, we are peaceful. We need to peacefully assemble. They, they, we, don't, we don't want any violence. But what's happening is the government is having a frontal assault on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And it always ends bad for the government that does that. In other words, vengeance is not ours, says Pastor Coates. It's the Lord's. And we're just here to let, let them know, as always, who's in control of our lives. Not the government. It's our God. And that's the difference. So what's happening in the wake-up call is even those pastors who have to say, well, 
hmm, this is way, way, way outside the scope of government authority to come and shut down a church. I mean, think about it. I mean, any place that claims to be a democracy, Canada, wherever, I mean, when the government comes out and absolutely blockades a church, you know, I don't care if it's a church of of uh, Aryan rights or whatever. I mean, uh, the Church of Satan, for heaven's sakes, would never be blockaded and shut down. You know, we may, we as Christians, we war against principalities and powers. We We fight against the spiritual darkness. But, you know, it's still... A person's right, if if he or she wants to worship Satan, that's their right to be wrong. I have the they have the right to do that. We don't need to promote that ourselves. We can turn our back on that and ignore it and let God deal with that. But and here's the big but: if their worshiping puts my children at risk because they believe in child sacrifice. And stealing my, you know, my children's right to safety, that's when society says, no, you've crossed the line. In the case of this Pastor Coates, he explains, 37 weeks, 37 weeks, a full year under the mandates, and not one case of COVID, not one case of, of death or disease in any of the congregants. So why shut us down? See? There's no reason for it. Nobody's being put at risk. Nobody's being put in harm's way. It's, it's an exposure of the lies, and the lies that stem back to Governor Mike Levitt, Health and Human Services Mike Levitt. The viruses, you see, are something that the body produces, and that's the terrain theory. We talked about that last week. All right, so that is the, the underpinnings. That's the the basic premise of this whole PowerPoint presentation, Renee, it's learning the history. And, and Pastor Coates, in our conversations uh, back last December, actually, it's like this. Wow, uh, now that we know the numbers, and now that we can go back and remember historically what happened during the bird flu hoax, and even going back in the 1976 swine flu hoax, He's the one who said it. Man, how many times does the government have to, to start crying wolf before we realize that this is all a ploy and there's a hidden agenda behind it? You see. Well, what is a hidden, hidden agenda? And that's where the vaccination or inoculation comes into play. That's the real core of my PowerPoint presentation. Oh, my goodness. This is where the rubber meets the road here. And, you know, Renee, I hope, yeah, I even pray that I'm wrong in this. Nope, I really you're do, not wrong. I, <laughs> it's been coming for a while. I'm sitting here looking at the slide um, on Michael Levitt and actually drafted in 1999. That's when Casey passed away. And I jumped in Father's lap and I said, Father, use and abuse whatever you need to do to expose what Casey had to be sacrificed for. And then 9-11, just to show you how, and I know you came into my life shortly after that, but to show you how long they've been preparing for what they're accomplishing or they're trying to accomplish now. And I believe scripturally it's going to be accomplished. But anyway, um, the 9-11 is when I had Dr. Andrew Wakefield from London in front of 600 parents exposing, you know, what us parents already knew that our babies were vaccine injured and labeled autistic. And I, his flight got canceled. We had him on September 8, 2001. His flight was canceled because of 9-11. And I had to spend a week with this man. So just to show how much, how long we've been, you know, exposing or learning about this agenda that they're they're up to right now. And so it's so transparent. And I just want everybody to have the facts that you provided in this presentation so they can see how it's been, you know, been, been uh, perfected and perfected and perfected each time all the way back to you know, to 1918 Spanish flu, which was, you know, caused by the vaccination. So. 
Yeah, keep absolutely. Let's, let's, uh, if you've got the slides up and those who, you know, if you want to, to have them on your website, you're more than welcome to do it. There's no copyright or nothing. Go ahead and spread this out because a lot of it's public information anyway. Let's go to the slide number 26 of the 48 slides, okay? The, the slide is entitled Project 149AZ2. Now, this is a direct, because uh, I've been following this in 2007 when Mike Levitt was doing the Model Emergency Health Powers Act. Because, again, you follow the money and who's really behind it. Well, I've been following this since, since the start in 2005. After the Human Genome Project concluded in 2003, we see Bill Gates investing hundreds and hundreds of millions into this this research of what he called fundamental vaccinations or fun vax. What it, fundamentalism as far as religious fundamentalism. He found a way to vaccinate people against religious extremism, as he called them, or religious fundamentalism. And this is a project, 149 Alpha Zebra 2. Okay? Yep. So what is it? The objective, let me, this is from the quarterly report, and this is dated 6-1 of 07, 06, 01, 07. Quote, this is, I'm getting an updated PowerPoint. The objective of this phase of Project 149AZ2 is to prepare a viral vector, in other words, to make a virus, a viral vector utilizing the messenger RNA now, that will inhibit slash decrease the expression of VMAT2 within a human population. Now, VMAT2 stands for vesicular monoamine transport system 2, and I explained this in other slides prior to that. The VMAT2 was, was what was discovered in the Human Genome Project in 2002-2003, okay? Here's the abstract of that report, and I quote, they, they had previously in 2005, Bill Gates' foundation had identified the vesicular stomatitis virus, is what they call it, VSV, vesicular stomatitis virus, that virus was lab-created to go into the cell, every human cell that it was injected into, and decrease, inhibit the expression of the God gene. VMAT2 was the God gene. That, it's the VMAT2 that produces brain chemistry, brain chemicals like dopamine, to give your expression of the frontal lobes, your connection to God. Okay? So here it is. The vesicular stomatitis virus related to infect brain cells and it has a two-step life cycle. Here it is. It provided a starting point to design an airborne virus that has the ability to infect the respiratory system as well as the brain. The newly designed virus contains the typical VSV, the vesicular stomatitis virus genome, homologous region to the VMAT2 inside the cell, and a gene from the adenovirus that allows attachment to the Kozakiel adenovirus receptor, CAR, on their host cells. What this is saying in layman's terms, folks, the, they called it the VSV-287, had the least amount of endogenous VMAT2 protein and will be further tested to verify that it is the most efficient of the 600 strains of VSV. 600 patented strains of mm. lab virus VSV. All of it, every single one of it, to do one thing, to go into the cell and inhibit 
slash decrease the expression of, of the VMAT2. Okay, well, this is all just conspiracy theory, right? No, this nope. is this is this is not. This is reporting the facts, folks. Now, fast forward to this is back in a year ago in February, February 2020. I'm following this and following this program, this Bill Gates-funded research. And I'm seeing how it now dovetails into the CRISPR technology coming out of MIT. Okay, and this is all part of, of the slide presentation. Uh, Zhang Feng, the the Japanese or the Chinese nationalist that actually patented and created the CRISPR technology. So now they can take the process of the VSV virus. And now use it to use CRISPR to go in and not repress or decrease the VMAT2, but actually edit it out, chop it right out of the whole genome, eliminate it completely. Now, that's, that's what's problematic here. Okay. Now, how do I know this to be fact? Again, look at how, again, to prepare for approval of the emergency authorization use which again allows them to, to put this into the mass public without the necessary testing. Emergency use authorization, the EUA, under again, going back to the pandemic laws passed by the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. It's all an emergency. So under emergency and the Emergency Health Powers Act, we'll authorize emergency use authorizations. We can put these things in without necessary testing beforehand do you see how it's all tied together how really how deviously heinous this is but to to get the emergency use authorization they had to prepare and then again most people in in the government even the health departments they really okay well this is kind of greek to me uh the scientists these are the best in mit these are the best there is. Moderna, the best there is. We trust you. Why? Because we're being paid to trust you. See? This slide is the smoking gun slide. It's slide number 28 of the 48. It explains how they developed the what's called the Vero cells and how they were cultured. And the Vero cells are basically the cells that create the synthetic messenger RNA. Now, everybody listening to this, if they're half, a, half awake, knows that these COVID shots in, involve messenger RNA. They don't have the actual attenuated viruses in the darn thing, so they don't even qualify to be vaccinations. They're, they're messenger RNA-based. That's right. So how are they making the synthetic messenger RNA? Here's the process. They took SARS, okay? The SARS virus, severe acute respiratory syndrome, which itself is a synthetic lab-produced virus. And they basically spliced them together with the vesicular stomatitis virus or the VSV. They're calling it now VSV-SARS-CoV-2. No, there's no SARS-CoV-2 isolated, but there's 600 strains of the vesicular stomatitis virus, VSV isolated. Do you see where this is, where the, where the lie is now coming to roots as to why this is a smoking gun slide? This is from Moderna's own presentation to get the emergency use authorization. And I quote, now here's how they did it. Vesicular stomatitis virus, VSV, SARS-CoV-2, pseudo-particle generation. That's what they call these, these synthetic messenger RNA. It's a pseudo-particulate generation. And they showed how they did it. They took that messenger RNA, the VSV, and used what's called the HEK293T cells. Now, what is HEK293? 293 stands for 
human embryonic kidney cells. Mm. They needed the HEK-293, which are taken from kidneys from aborted fetuses and late-term aborted fetuses. That's where it comes from. They have mm. to have that to make the synthetic messenger RNA. Now, then they show how they, they basically have that, and they put the these messenger RNA, which is identified as VSV, VSV to inhibit the VMAT2 gene, right? Then they combine it with, and this, this is all, uh, uh, yeah, it's very technical, but you follow the patents. It goes back to the nanolipids. The nanolipids have basically small computerized programs as the operating system telling the messenger RNA, this VSV, exactly which gene to edit, which is a VMAT2 gene in the human cell. They, they put in a centrifuge at 3,000 XG for five minutes. They clarified what that, what that high-spin centrifuge, it, 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 it brings these two, the, the nanolipids along with the, the it, it, it infuses them together, basically. And then they're stored at minus 50 degrees centigrade until further use. They, they, they put it through the centrifuge, they flash freeze dry it, minus 60 degrees centigrade. That is like minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know why all of these so-called inoculations have to be stored in dry ice. That's right. There it is. I'm just, it's without a doubt in my mind. And like I said, I pray and I hope that this will not be successful because it is still experimental. But the science is that they are targeting humanity, especially in the Western humanity, the VMAT2 God gene of the individual cells. Now, if their hypothesis, if their theory, if you will, is correct in what this is going to do, what it's targeting to do, here's the result. When your VMAT2 gene is edited out, again, according to, to Dr. Hamer and others, researchers, Dr. Hamer's book, The God Gene, is, is what I've been, I mean, been following this since he wrote it in 2006. Dr. Hamer shows a convincing case that people that have, whether it's disease or whether it's uh, heredity or what have you, they don't have any functioning VMAT2, their brain operates exclusively out of the what's called the, the cerebral cortex, the, the basal ganglia of the, of the brain. That's the base reptilian. It's called the reptilian part of the brain, the basal the, the, the basal ganglia. What that means in layman's terms is simply this. They have lost the ability to love. I can't say it any clearer than that. All right? Human beings are separated from the animal world by the great apes, if you will, by this VMAT2 receptor. It's God, Gene, because God is love. This is why it's connected. This right. is what regulates the emotion of love. And if this is taken out, people lose the, the capabilities to love, and they start to hate. And That's so right. what happens then? Wow. Yeah. And like you said in the presentation, we only have a couple more minutes now, so I want to continue this next week if you're available. But like you said in your presentation, you know, chimpanzees were only 2% different, and that VMAT2 gene is that 2% from chimpanzees. That's huge, people. Huge. Um, and and like I said, we'll continue this on. Would you give your radio show, Dr. True, in case people want more information as far as what you've been covering on your radio show as well? Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, I broadcast Friday nights live uh, on Revolution Radio is where you can pick it up. Revolution Radio is freedomslips.com. Freedomslips.com. I'm on Friday evening. Freedom's Lips, you said? What is it? Freedom yeah. what? Freedom's Lips. 
freedomslips.com, freedomslips.com, Revolution Radio. You can just Google up Revolution Radio comes up with it. Okay. And we're at we're at Studio B on eight to ten. You can listen listen live, and it's all archived. All of my radio broadcasts with these these Canadian pastors and all that is there. Excellent, excellent. And we are going to get these slides. I'm pretty sure I can do it myself. If not, I'll get some help. But I want to get the slides. We're on right now. We're talking about slide number 28. So we want to get every one of these slides because he's put so much more detail into this presentation that I've watched twice now, like I said yesterday or, or the night before and also yesterday with a friend. And uh, Dr. True, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do, sir. We just appreciate and love you so much. Well, it's, it's you know we're we're up against a Goliath really, and the only stones that I have to throw in my sling are the sl- are the slings are the stones that we have in, in this type of, of alternative radio. I mean, nobody else can hear it, and it's going to be mocked by the mainstream. Renee, I, I get that. I'm getting that in a huge way, okay. but it is what it is. The research is there for people with eyes to see and ears to hear. So thanks for listening. That's right. Thanks for. Having- Absolutely. And we'll talk again next week. And and all I can say is, you know, uh, Progressive Radio Network is allowing us to have it, you know, on our Podbean. They'll have it can they'll have it up on the website tomorrow after I said in the description and people can download it and pass it out. We've just got to reach whoever has ears and a brain to even listen. Um, so Dr. True's the man, he's the one doing and putting it all together clearly over the years, over the history. I've known Dr. True for gosh, 15 years now, um, longer, almost 20 years. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to definitely expose everything. So, you know, fear is not in our vocabulary. So thank you for listening now and later. You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles we're on every monday at 2 p.m eastern and our contact number is 910 hold on i don't have we don't have our toll-free number anymore um and i don't have the number right here in front of me anyway email us vic v is in victor ic at vacinfo.org we have lost our toll-free number i cannot get it back um i'm sure that's tied into everything we're exposing today um, but we do have a landline that I've had installed. It's a 910 number for people to reach us, and I'll, I'll get that out next week. I'll get it. Um, I'll get it out to you next week. But anyway, um, again, our website vacinfo.org. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless.